Welcome back to Silent Sales Machine Radio. We are your co-hosts. I'm Brian. And I'm Robin Joy. And this is Coach's Corner. Hey, Brian. Today, I want to talk to you about some of the clients I've had lately that just, they get under pressure. They just want to get this done and they feel in the pressure. What do you say to clients like that? What? How can you help them? Oh, gosh. I know that feeling so well because I was in that same yeah. spot. It, yeah. You were too, right? I was. I was definitely in that spot. Yes, I was. I understand the feeling. Yeah. So it can be, it can feel sort of frustrating. You're like, oh, I need to do this. I got to get mm-hmm. going. I got to do this now. Right. Mm-hmm. And it reminds me of my golf game. No, you golf game. My golf game. <laughs> okay. So I used to play in a golf league and we played golf once a week mm-hmm. and I had, I had never played in a league. I just played for fun with my sure. buddies, right? With you. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Um, we we did go to golf school in Florida, which was we a did. heck of uh, fun. Yeah, it was I, a great trip. I can't say it really improved my golf game. Years all, ago. But no, me neither. Well, actually, I think it did improve my golf yeah. game, but yeah. it didn't have, you know, it needed, it was easy to improve. And <laughs> it, it, it wasn't, you know, the golf school's fault at all that my game no. wasn't improved. But anyway, <laughs> I remember in the, when I was, in the golf league that I wanted to be good so bad mm-hmm. that I was pressing too. Yeah. And I was just so tight, tense, like mad at myself and beating myself up after mm-hmm. every bad shot. Right. Mm-hmm. And eventually I, you know, I worked my way through that. It took almost sure. like a whole season, but more recently I had the, uh, I was fortunate enough, I'll say to play golf, uh, this last summer in Salt Lake city with Jim Cockrum and, Nathan Bailey and Matt Thompson, mm-hmm. myself, we went out as a foursome and played this great course in Salt Lake City. And I had been telling Matt, I remember this in advance, like of, in advance of the golf game, I was like, Matt, I'm really striping it this year. Like, this is going to be good, right? right? right. And it's been a couple of years since he played in the league. So that was... Yeah, it's been several was, years since I played in the league. So it's a lot harder to be consistent when you're only doing it three or four times a year. Right. right? So you were feeling good. So then what happened? But I was feeling good. So we get out there and, and the first couple of holes were good. And then what happened? I started like shanking all my shots. Oh. And I remember feeling like I was just trying to get a little bit more power, a little mm-hmm. bit more, you know, distance on, mm-hmm. on it because, you know, Matt's like a scratch golfer. Mm-hmm. So uh, I was just trying to, you know, show up basically, mm-hmm. you know. And I remember after like the third tee shot I had shanked, Matt says to me, hey, hey, Brian, just relax, man. Just relax. <laughs> and I pulled a, another, um, what's it called? Uh, an extra shot out of my a bag. Mulligan. <laughs> I pulled a mulligan out and I put it down the T-shirt. I said, you know, I don't, I'm just, I remember thinking to myself, I don't care how far this goes. I'm just going to take the swing that I know how to take. And I did it. And it was probably my best shot of the day. Mm-hmm. And it set the tone for the rest of the round. You just needed to relax. And it was just so about calm down relaxing. and not force it. Right. Like, just enjoy. I'm out there playing golf with three people that I really enjoy being around. Mm-hmm. It was a gorgeous golf course. It was a phenomenal Hard to day. have a bad day, yeah. Right? It was just about be about this, be in this moment, mm-hmm. right? Don't be stressing over the fact Don't that you just... Don't be thinking about what my, what's my score going to be at the end? How do I get there? Exactly. Right. Exactly. And I think that applies to what we're doing in this space as well. Like, mm-hmm. we don't have to find 100 ASINs today. Mm-hmm. We don't have to find 100 ASINs this week or even this month. No. Right? No, not at all. It took me six months to find 100 aces. Yeah. So that is what the I think the expectation is. There's definitely a learning curve, and it can it come is. faster if you're not pressing all the time. It really can. It's it's that thing where if you push, then it seems like it doesn't go as smoothly as you would like it to be. Mm-hmm. 
this all has to do with the same thing that we've talked about before. When we've talked about how, when we decided to get married, we did not want that to be, you know, the wedding was not the destination. You said, mm-hmm. I'm going on a journey and I want you to come with me. And I wanted to go on a journey and we are still on that journey. We're not pressing towards the end. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Trust me. We're right. not, pressing we're not trying to get end. to the end. Right? <laughs> right. right. So if you can just relax and make it about your new way of making money, maybe it's a replacement, maybe it's an addition, whatever it is to you, let it be that and give it the time, give it its due. I I find a lot of people come to me after a couple of weeks and we've already agreed, you know, it's going to be six months or so before, you know, you really see some results. And then after a couple of shipments in the first two or three weeks, they're like, nothing's happening. Remember, Mm -hmm. that's what we talked about. Mm -hmm. That's okay. In the beginning, it doesn't go smoothly until you learn how to let it be what it is. Ride the wave. Ride the wave. Yeah, that's Learn how to ride the wave, right? That's good. All yeah, right. It's like, you know, just stop trying to get to the end. It really yeah. is about the journey. And if you think about it, you yourself in your business, in your life, this is the life that you have designed, believe mm-hmm. it or not. I, I believe this. You have brought this into existence in your life. So you got what you asked for. Yeah. Right. Now live, live your it. life. Now live it. Yeah. Right. This is really important when you are facing those struggling times, when you are frustrated, mm-hmm. when things appear to not be going your way, there's a the le- moment, be in the moment. There's something that you can glean from that and help propel you even further down the road in your journey, knowing that there is no end of the road. There's no end. Yeah. No. If there's an end, that's, that's a different problem. Right. 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 <laughs> All right. Well, Moving on, yes. you had told me uh, earlier this week about a client. Oh, we hear it all the time, right? Like mm-hmm. clients who are struggling, they're wrapped around the axle about analyzing one particular ace. And um, how do you address that situation? Well, I, this does happen sometimes. People call me and they book a session with me. And then, you know, that's a few days out. Then they get on the call and I realize that they wanted to talk about this one ASIN which is great. You know, I'm here for that as a coach for sure. But what happens is they say, you know, I've talked to my reactive coach about this. I've, I've talked to another friend about this. I've put this out in the mastermind and I'm just not sure whether I should buy this ASIN or not. Mm-hmm. And I say, well, my first glance, this is what I would do if it were my business. I'd buy it or I wouldn't buy it. And here's why. And then I say, here's what I think you should do. If you have spent that much time and you're that uncomfortable with any ASIN, don't buy it. You are not required to buy any ASIN. If it's giving you heartburn, move on. There are Mm -hmm. plenty more ASINs. How many more ASINs are there, Brian? Well, I was checking Keepa today. Keepa Mm -hmm. tracks over 4 billion ASINs on Amazon. Okay, now this okay. is across all the different uh, countries. Okay, all right, but Over we know US is the largest by billion. far. Right, and so I jumped in to keep a product finder just to do a quick. Within just like two clicks, I was able to get a list of over a billion ASINs in the .dot com. So in US, mm-hmm. over a billion ASINs. A billion. A billion. That's a lot. It's a lot. Well, I'm sure that this these people who are you know, concerned with this one ace and have not looked at all billion of those aces yet. <laughs> None of us are ever going to look they, they at all billion. Come back to it after, after all we've looked at all billion aces. Right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, here's the, that no one's ever going to look Give at all billion aces. Right. Here's why. 
if ASINs were seconds, mm-hmm. okay, and we were looking at, there were a million ASINs, so mm-hmm. one million seconds, if we were able, with an M. yeah, million with an M, if we were able to look at one ASIN every second, it would take us the next week to look at a million ASINs. Without sleeping or anything. Without sleeping, without stopping. Yeah, we just It takes me a little bit longer than a second. I'm fast. I know. We're not that fast, right? (laughs) Not that fast. Um, But just to put this into perspective, to look at a billion ASINs, you'd Mm -hmm. have to look at one ASIN every second for the next 32 years. Without sleep or taking Without sleep, yeah. It's just not possible. It's not (laughs) going to happen. Right? At least not human, you know, with our own eyeballs. There right. could be solutions out there to to help you, you know, glean. And there are. And that's kind sure. of why we use Keepa to help bring some of those ASINs, you know, to the top. Yeah. And filter down to more of what we want to look at. Yeah. For sure. But that's that's really telling. That's well, a lot. It, it is a lot. And I think that just goes to the point of when you are struggling trying to make a decision on an ASIN, move on. Yeah. You can always come back to it if you want to. But chances are... You, the, the amount of time that you would spend if you really do get held up on something like this, um, trying to make it work or, you know, fit the round, you know, piece into the square, square peg. Yeah. Round hole, round peg, square hole. Right. <laughs> Whichever um, it is. You could have looked at 20 more ASINs and yeah. probably found a couple in there that could be that test-worthy. testworthy. Yes. So, you know, just don't get too wrapped around the axle about sometimes we want the product to work so bad. Yeah. Oh, I really like this product for whatever reason. And I've told the well, rock candy story before. That yes. I've done the same thing. <laughs> done the same thing. Yes. And as have I, we all have done that. And just to put that in perspective, though, they're really if we find ourselves spending too much time, there probably is a reason we can always come back to it another day. Mm-hmm. It's no problem, but go, go get some more ASINs while you're, while you've got that one marinating, if you need to do that. Mm-hmm. And if it's going to give you heartburn, just move on. There are plenty, plenty more ASINs. Obviously plenty more ASINs. Plenty, plenty fish in the sea, as they say. As they say. Right. <laughs> hey, Robin. Okay. Yes. You know what cures that? I do. More ASINs. Oh, why do we say that? Why do <laughs> what do we mean when we say, you know what cures that? Yeah, well, I don't want it to get, you know, something I like it to be something people can remember mm-hmm. because it's true. More ASINs cure a lot of these issues that we have. But let's talk about it and kind of dig into it a little bit. So it's not just something that's said. Let's kind of put some things around it. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Sure. Okay. Yeah. So first thing that I think that this means to us is more ASINs help you hone the skill, help you become better at picking them, help you become, you know, find more test-worthy ASINs faster Mm -hmm. and find test-worthy ASINs that win more often. It takes a little bit of time and a lot of practice Mm -hmm. to really build that skill. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Not off script, but another story here. Uh oh. <laughs> okay. This does remind me a little bit of when I used to play darts. Mm-hmm. You played yeah. darts in a league? When I was a younger man, um, I, I played in a, <laughs> in, a, in a dart league and it was a lot of fun. I, you know, played with my buddies, my roommates, whatever. But I remember the first time I threw a dart. Where's the one place that would, if you were standing in front of a dartboard or an archery target or whatever, what's the one thing that you're always trying to hit? The bullseye. The bullseye. Right. Right. Yes. And what I love about the game of darts is there's far more to the game than just the bullseye. Mm, it's a little it, more complex. It, it is complex and there's, you know, more skill. But I remember when the first time I stepped up to the dartboard, you know, I stood at the line and, and started throwing darts. <laughs> if you step up to the dartboard, it's not yeah. too hard. <laughs> right. 
<laughs> you'd be surprised. So you have to have enough on it to get it to stick in the board and right. that kind of stuff. Yeah. But anyway, just trying to hit the bullseye was nearly impossible. Yeah, sure. Okay? Of course. With my trying, first trying to hit the with target, my, probably nearly impossible. With my first throw, with my first five throws, with my first 10 throws. Mm-hmm. Okay. But eventually what happened is when you're throwing hundreds of times a night, mm-hmm. thousands week week of times week. a week, mm-hmm. right? week after week after week, all of a sudden, these things do start to get dialed Mm -hmm. in. And then you can intentionally aim for the bullseye and hit it with some level of regularity, with some consistency, Mm -hmm. right? Obviously, Um, because you got pretty good at it over a few years. You got pretty good at it, didn't you? Oh, well, yeah, I mean, good as far as, you know, whatever you can be good at from a dark, you know, from dark, <laughs> but I do enjoy it. It is, there is a certain amount of skill to it, but it also mm-hmm. comes just with a ton of practice. And to, now to expand on that a little bit, it's not just the bullseye that we care about. Actually, you know, if you stepped up to the board, you get three darts. Every player mm-hmm. gets three darts. And if okay. you stepped up to the board and threw three darts all in the bullseye, mm-hmm. each one of those is 50 points. That would be 150 points. Okay. But if you put three darts in the triple 20 spot, Mm-hmm. That's actually 180 points. So, and it is harder theoretically to hit the triple 20, which is why you get more points, than it is to hit the triple bullseye. Mm-hmm. And there are other spots on the board, like the very edges, you know, double seven, mm-hmm. double 19, you know, double three, whatever that can be challenging as well. Sure. But you get good at practicing all of those. And pretty soon you can dial up a triple 20 when you want it, a bullseye when you want it, mm-hmm. a double 19 when you want it. Mm-hmm. And that reminds me of sourcing as well. Yes. When you are look when you're after you've looked at thousands, I don't want to blow people's minds here, but let's right. just say after you've thrown five thousand darts, mm-hmm. you'll be able to, you know, hit, throw the dart at the double nineteen and and hit it with some consistency. Some same yeah. thing with sourcing. When we're sourcing, the more aces that you've looked at, you will be able to identify. Mm-hmm those ASINs that can be test worthy for you. And you'll be much more confident, don't you think? I Yes. I find the game of darts an interesting analogy because I remember you taught me how to play. You've taught me yeah. everything these people know about. Mm. I really did have a life before, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> of course you did. But you did teach me how to, how to play a couple of different dart games. Mm-hmm. And I never got very good at it because mm-hmm. I didn't practice that much. But mm-hmm. I find it interesting. I found it interesting that the games don't require who can hit the most bullseyes. Mm -hmm. Not at all. The games are, well, it's your turn to, once you hit a certain number of this number, then you have to go to a different part of the board and hit that one. And then go to a different part of the board and hit that one. Mm -hmm. It's not about hitting bullseyes. Mm -hmm. Now that you also have to hit bullseyes, Mm -hmm. but bullseyes are very small. Small part of the game. Part of the game. Exactly. That's the way I think, when we in this brings us into the building of a foundation mm-hmm. that we're trying to do with ASINs, you're not going to just have bullseyes. You're not going to just hit it exactly right. You're going to have a balance of different kinds of ASINs as you build your foundation. Is that not true? I totally agree with that. Okay. In fact, there is a certain predictability to it. Yeah. The more that you do it, the easier I, I was talking about the practice and you'll be able to dial, dial up the, you know, triple 20 with consistency yeah. um, after you practice it. The same thing holds true when you're sourcing ASINs mm-hmm. because it really is pattern recognition. Yeah. When you have seen enough ASINs that are test worthy for you, you know why they're test worthy for you. Mm-hmm. Then you can start to pick, just kind of pick them out of 
it, with, it confidence. Would seem, with confidence, it would seem at random to somebody new, right? <laughs> but it's not. Right. It really is this, you know, large uh, database of knowledge that you have in your head mm-hmm. that is allowing that to happen. Yeah, I know that one of the things that you like to do when you have a client on a Zoom session that is having a struggle finding ASINs is you like to just pull up a list of ASINs from Keepa and mm-hmm. just start. Uh, sourcing live in front of them and you'll do it until you you find one <laughs> and it almost always happens within the session right well it does because so when i'm instructing mm-hmm. uh, folks how to find how to go through the list and find test worthy asins i'm saying go line by line by line by line by line by line mm-hmm. so if there's 350 asins on that list that you pulled from keepa you're going to look at all 350 of them sure okay i don't when i'm in with a client in that case i can usually spot like I, I bet in this grouping of ASINs, mm-hmm. there's going to be one or, you know, this brand, I can usually pick them out and find them. But this only happens because I've done this mm-hmm. tens of thousands of times. So it looks times, like right? magic to a person right. who's in their first six months, right? Yeah, it does. Right. So in your first six months, could you do that? No, that's what I was saying. Like I was the king of not getting it. I could not <laughs> do that in my first six months. And it you t- had to go line it- by line by line, look at everyone, give everyone its due. It took me like three and a half months to get to where I could start finding one every, you know, every other day or something mm-hmm, like that. It, mm-hmm. You know, it still took, seemed like it took a long time. Right. But yes, but when we are doing our sourcing for ourselves, not when I'm on a coaching session, right. but when I'm doing my own sourcing, yes, I go line by line by line. Yeah. Cause I don't leave any laying on the table. Exactly. Yes. Right? But I can quickly look at them now. It looks like magic mm-hmm. to people that haven't done it before. It mm-hmm. kind of looks like magic, but it's not. It's practice. Yep. That's honestly what it is. So sometimes it helps to watch people go through the process. And there are many, many courses in the Proven Amazon course that have videos of people going through sourcing. Watch those. Those can be valuable. Watching someone do it can help you build confidence as well. Yes. The only thing I would add to that is... Yes simplify it, simplify it. And we, I think we've done this with the mm-hmm. three-step check yeah. where you don't have to know every moving part of Kiva right. in order to make a decision. Don't overthink it. Right. Yeah. Because what happens a lot is you'll, you'll be following someone and they'll say, well, I might buy this if this or that. That's an experience. And, blah, blah, blah. and that yes. really comes because of the thousands of ASINs that they've looked at. Mm-hmm. Trying to explain that to someone who's relatively new in this is, is quite challenging. And that's why we came up with a three-step check. Yeah. So you can get some under your belt. So that you can build some experience, right? Okay. The other okay. thing, one of the other things that, you know, what cures that more okay. ASINs, the benefit of this is keeps your risk low. Okay. So it hones your skills. Mm-hmm. It build, helps you build a strong foundation mm-hmm. and it keeps the risk low. Where yeah. have I heard that before? Well, we do, <laughs> we do have this thing. You, you came up with this thing. <laughs> Let me see. Famous quote, <laughs> low, low, high. Yes. Okay. What do we mean so by that? I mean, uh, low risk, low barrier to entry high chance for success. Right. Low risk, low investment, Mm -hmm. high chance for success. Mm -hmm. Low risk, low education needed, Mm -hmm. high chance for success. Yeah. It applies in many different ways. It does. Yes. It does. There are many lows for a high chance of success. I like to... Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. I cut you off there. No, no, no. I was going to say, I like to think of this as kind of the stock market analogy. Yeah. Okay. When I'm in the stock market in my 401k or in my mutual fund or my IRA, whatever that is, I'm generally not just buying, you know, a thousand shares of Microsoft. Right. I, I would not be diversified if I were right. doing Because that. that would take all your money and yeah. then you would have to count on just that 
And that would have to be, you know, the mutual funds have a mix, right? Right. They have index funds. They have uh, specific verticals of stocks that they mm-hmm. have. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, there are many ways to, to play that market. You can kind of spread your risk out by but, putting a little in different stocks. Right. But they say, they, the they, experts say, those, you know, those people, the, you know, <laughs> The, the best thing to do is to be diversified in your stock portfolio, because if you're all in tech stocks and Microsoft starts doing layoffs, the whole sector yeah, can be impacted, that's right? that's true. And right. so we want to be diversified mm-hmm. um, and we don't want to have all of our money in five stocks. Right. It used to be maybe more that way. And if you're in it for the you know lifetime, that can sure. probably still work in your favor. Sure. But we don't want to stay in ACES for a lifetime. We are, we are no, not. No, no. no, not in no, no that's We're not, not a in, good bet. Right. Not at all. <laughs> so, so we definitely do not want to go the uh, inch wide mile deep approach right. um, with, with our ACES. Keep the risk low. And we do that by spreading the risk. Spread the risk. A few in each ASINs. So when you have that issue that, oh, well, there are only a few available on the shelf at Walmart, and but this could sell a whole lot more. That's okay. You know so what cures that? Yeah. More ACEs. <laughs> more ACEs. More ACEs. Right. Take those few. Take there, what you can get there and go get some. And else. then go get some other ACEs that have a few on the shelf. Mm-hmm. And some other ACEs that's way better than going and searching and finding this, you know, one place where you can buy a hundred of those and risk all of your money on those. The best shipments to this day that we have. Okay. Mm-hmm. If I had a 300 item shipment. Yeah. It's three units of a hundred different ACEs. Yes. Those are Absolutely. the ones that sell the best for us. Mm-hmm. Like we're selling out before it, it's really even in stock. That's terrific. Right? That's by plan, right? right? Most of the time um, with a high percentage that's happening. Mm-hmm. Um, the ones where we're like, okay, we need to buy all the Spider-Man plush dolls we can yes. find. <laughs> right. And we're sending that it, moment? you know, 30 a week yes. during for Q4. Those shipments tend to take much longer to sell out. Yes. Okay. Yeah, so it takes much longer for your money to turn. So it yeah. takes much longer. So yeah, those few at a time, few here, few there, few there. Mm-hmm. That is that's a hard concept because it it's not. It seems like well, I found one, and it took me a long time to find that. So I really need this one to be my guy. Mm-hmm. And it's just not the way you should look at it. If you do that, then you're putting too much risk in there, and you could have several ASINs that do. A little bit. So we have a visual um, that we share with um, our coaching clients. Yeah. That is focused on a dartboard. Yes. Can Can I explain it here? Please. So one of the ways that you get diversity when you are sourcing is by having you know darts on all different parts of the board, mm-hmm. and you can do that when you have no restrictions or limitations sure. on the types of things that you are sourcing. Mm-hmm. But if you can imagine this dartboard that is like the only part of it that's visible to you is the bullseye. Mm-hmm. This is what happens when you start putting restrictions um, on your business or limitations, I should say, like, oh, I don't want to handle product. Uh-huh. I don't so want to go to the store. It gets a little small. Yeah. Your target gets target a little smaller. smaller. I don't want to do grocery. A little bit smaller. I don't want to do brand name clothing or, you know, I don't want to do Nike or whatever. You know. Did you say I don't want to do I gray? Don't, I don't want to do, yeah, I don't want to go to the store. Right. Right. All these things, all of a sudden now your target becomes very small. And remember, you have not thrown tens of thousands of darts. So you're going to have to really throw, you're going to have to throw a lot of ASINs to hit that, mm-hmm. to hit that bullseye. And you're not getting anything out of all of those ace, those darts you're throwing. You're hitting the wall every time because your target is so small. If you had a whole dartboard, yeah. you'd be hitting some 20s and right. some 40s and yep. some 
I don't know what they're called. <laughs> <laughs> the other numbers from one to the 20. other numbers from one to yeah. 20 is the big one. Yeah. yeah. Or two to 20. I can't, I can't remember how many <laughs> I are off the dark. Remember. It's been too long. <laughs> it's been many years. Right. Yeah. And, yeah. and then you're going to get frustrated because you are not skilled at hitting bullseyes yet. Mm-hmm. Right. So, you know, exactly. I just say, you know, remove everything. Obviously, your wall's just going to be a mess. Yeah, I, you do have some limitations as a newer seller yes. in terms of brands and categories that you can sell, but that still leaves a big portion of the dartboard open for you mm-hmm. um, to go ahead and um, start throwing dart practice, 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 and make some money while you're practicing. Mm-hmm. You might not be making a whole lot of money, but it's better than paying for it. Right. Yeah. Better than getting nothing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, break even, make a little bit of profit, build your book of business, and then really improve that once you have some predictability in your business. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Love it. Okay. All right. So you got a quote for us today. I do right? have a quote for us today. Um, the quote, quote tonight, you can see it's, it's dark out. <laughs> yeah. The quote tonight comes to us from Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson. Yeah. I saw this the other day and I thought this was a great quote mm-hmm. and it's about discipline. Okay. Mm-hmm. Discipline. He says, discipline is doing what you hate to do but doing it like you love it. Oh, this is what you're saying when you say embrace the process, fall in love with it. Yeah, when I yeah, exactly when we're talking about sourcing and the, the frustrations that go along with sourcing, if you find a way to fall in love with that or do it like you love it. Yeah. That's discipline and, and discipline is required to get over the hump of not liking that process. Eventually, it'll be the number it can be the number one skill with yes. you in your business, which I think is the most important skill in the beginning. I think so too, right? Um, and then you've always got that. You've always got that. Yeah. So you have it when you need it. And you you will need it. And you'll be able to uh, help other people help um, do that for your business as well. But that kind of brings us back to that beginning journey that we were talking about, mm-hmm. which is find a way to enjoy the journey. Don't mm-hmm. keep pressing so hard and trying to get to the end. Or, there, there shouldn't be an end. Right. Or get over this part. Like, I don't want to have to do the sourcing anymore. So I just want to get it out of the way. Yeah. Sourcing is always going to be a part of your Amazon In business. In some way. Absolutely. Whether it's wholesale sourcing, whether it's private label sourcing, mm-hmm. whether it's uh, arbitrage sourcing, it's it always. Doesn't go away. As long as, you know, as, as third-party sellers on this, on this platform, that's mm-hmm. what the game is for us. Right. And testing is the, for replens, mm-hmm. testing is the major way to start your business Mm-hmm. As a, you'll get replens as a result of testing. Yes. So start out with the goal of test of finding testworthy ASINs and sending in tests, knowing that that's going to result in items that become replenishable for you, along with many other benefits. Oh, tons of, of other testing. benefits. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So that's wonderful. Mm-hmm. All right. So I'm building my business. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at it as a journey. I'm looking for uh, success. What cures that? More ASINs. More ASINs. And well, you know what we mean by that now. You said you found some masons today. I was sourcing this weekend and, and yes. found some masons. I mean, it is yes. to me, asons is not like throwing darts. Finding asons is not like throwing darts where I could be out of practice. No. Uh, for me, a- finding asons is like riding a bike. I think you feel the same yeah. way. Yeah. All right. Once you get really good, then then you can do it, but it takes a lot of practice. Take some practice. Yeah. So be disciplined. Mm-hmm. Do it even when you don't want to. And, and love learn it. to love it. Yeah. yeah. All right, right. let's go find some more ASINs. Let's go find some more ASINs. Thanks, Thanks, everybody. everybody. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Hey, thanks for joining us for today's show. But before we go, I've got a special guest that I like to bring on once a week or so around here. He always brings tremendous value to our community. Of course, I'm talking about Mr. Jeff Schick. How are you today, my friend? Doing well. How are you doing? 
Doing great, buddy. Uh, so hit us with some great uh, legal or policy advice from Amazon. What do you got for us today? Well, today we're going to talk about sourcing at smaller stores because a lot of sellers tend to stay away from small stores, and they think that if it's you know if it's not you know Academy Sports that you can't shop there, and so they avoid sometimes really good deals on products because they don't know that the store is safe. And so I want to talk about you know how do you shop at a small store and know that it's a safe place. So Great without topic. further ado, I guess I'll jump jump right into it. It's uh, yeah, let's do it. So. I was just telling you, I'm in Orlando, Florida right now. And so for this example, we actually used, uh, so we're going to use Under Armour. And let's imagine that we found a store. And now there's a store that popped up uh, nearby on Google, Google Maps. Uh, let's see, this. the name of the store is Big Diamond Sports. Looks like they sell um, sell baseball stuff. And maybe it looks like they might have like a coaching and training facility for right. you know, kids that are going through to prepare for college baseball. Right. So... So to, let me help this set the table for, for a second. So, so I'm a reseller and I'm thinking, hey, I'm going to go yes. out and find some good replens today. I'm going to go source some products I can sell on Amazon. And there's this right. little store with this little parking lot and this little specialty store. And I'm thinking, well, if I had to get an invoice from these guys or, or, or itemized receipt and Amazon asked for this from me, are these guys legitimate enough that I'd be okay? That's the question I'm asking myself. Some people are like very cautious. They think, oh, no, I got to stick to Target or Walmart or the big stores only. No. Right. These little stores can be safe, and that's what you're illustrating. Absolutely. So this is a perfect example. So I imagine you know we're pulling up in the the, the parking lot for this store, but we're saying you know we look at it and we're like, do we actually trust the fact that you know we're going to buy some t-shirts here and sell them on Amazon? And the answer to that depends on what we can find out about the store. Now we're going to set ourselves four thousand miles away in Bangalore, India. And so imagine that a seller has now submitted a receipt to you and you're sitting in an Amazon office tower in Hyderabad and you're looking at a receipt from Big Diamond Sports. Now you've heard of Target, you've heard of Academy Sports, but you've never heard of Big Diamond Sports before. And you see that it's in Orlando, Florida. It's got an address. It's got a phone number. It's got itemized details. You know, Let's say it's a perfect receipt. It's got UPCs. How is Amazon going to trust it? Well, it's actually pretty simple. They're going to take the information you gave them and verify two things. One is this store a legitimate store? And if the answer to that is yes, then they'll verify, is that receipt real? How do they do it? Pretty easily. When it comes to, un so we know, imagine we bought some Under Armour t-shirts. They're going to go to underarmor.com. At the very bottom, you'll find a button that says store locator. And you're going to check the box. There's brand houses, Under Armour, like uh, outlet stores. And then there's a uh, store uh, authorized reseller box. I think it's called dealers. You're going to check the dealer's box. And you're going to type in that zip code from Big Diamond Sports. Now, just if anyone wants to follow the example, the zip code here is 32812. And when you type that in, it's going to pop up Big Diamond Sports. So what have we just done? What has Amazon's person in India just done with that Big Diamond Sports receipt? They verify that they're a legitimate store because they purchased, they're an authorized dealer on Under Armour's website. So now they don't have to worry about whether this product is authentic Under Armour or not because they know that they're... On, you know, Big Diamond is contracted with Under Armour. Now, beautiful. Well, can I sum so, up what we've said so far? Just because this should, for people who followed this, what we just said, should put you at ease because you right. can go in and say, okay, here's the items I'm getting ready to buy from store X. Is this a legitimate store? Well, are they authorized to sell those brands or not? You can visit the website of those brands and very quickly know because that's what Amazon's going to do if they ask you right. for a verification receipt. Like you get an IP complaint. We want to verify that these came from a legitimate source. 
here's the chain of custody, here's the receipt, itemized, the store actually exists, they're an authorized seller. And in many cases, like Under Armour has, I've got to imagine thousands and thousands of authorized resellers, right? So as long as you're dealing from one of them and not like Al's Ben Barn, you know, where you bought a big box of them and no one knows where they came from, now you're playing right. with fire. But if you're getting an itemized receipt from one of these small retailers that exists on the yeah. manufacturer's website, yeah, you're good to go. That's the research that Amazon does when they're verified. Exactly. Yeah. Good. Even okay. the like, and some people would say, but wait a second, if you go to Big Diamond Sports, they have no website. I don't even know if they have any Google reviews. But, and they're certainly, it doesn't look like they're a traditional sporting goods store. I mean, they're not competing with Academy Sports by any means, but they are authorized by, by Under Armour. So if you're buying, now it doesn't mean you can go in there and buy Under Armour and then also start buying Rawlings and everything else. You'd still have to do your diligence because yes, we know that they're authorized to sell Under Armour, but if they're selling Rawlings and they're not authorized to sell Rawlings, you don't want to, you don't want to add that to your list of of purchases, right? Because they're not, you know, now you're playing, right. you're in the back of that fire pit again. Spoken, so. like a, spoken like a true lawyer. For me, <laughs> if they're authorized to sell a handful of name brands, I'm going to feel pretty safe shopping there in general. But, you know, lawyers speak, right. I get you. You got to, you got to throw that in. I hear you. <laughs> <laughs> so exactly. But yeah, I mean, they're probably not doing anything, anything shady because to get an Under Armour contract is decently difficult. So yeah. So just the whole idea is that you can, sh- you know, when you're shopping at small stores, you know, I gave the, the example here in Orlando, but obviously not everyone lives in Orlando. <laughs> there's going to, you know, there's, if you type in your zip code and you find stores around you, you might be surprised to find all sorts of stores that show up on different websites. So you might go to, you know, Yeti.com, you might go to Under Armour, you might go to, you know, Yankee Candle. I mean, you, you name it, go, you can look and find these sources for different replens that are, you know, smaller stores that probably would want your business and they might even be able to offer, you know, bulk discounts and other, you know, quantity discounts as well for you. So yeah, it's a great way to do research and find some small businesses that you can go source from actually as well. Yeah. Great point, man. That's really good stuff. I appreciate the tip today. This is something that uh, I love that because part of having you in our community and contributing Jeff is you see what's happening in the real world out there when people are hitting snags, sellers are hitting troubles. And so you bring us what's kind of floating to the top in your world in these little right. snippets. So very valuable. Appreciate your tips today, buddy. Thank you. Absolutely. You're welcome. We'll do it again real soon. Okay. Sounds good. Thanks, Jeff. And for those who don't know, jeffschick.com, just like yes. the razor, S-C-H-I-C-K. He's got a you great got monthly program that you can get him on retainer. And a, a, we're even working on some good discounts for this community. So be staying tuned for that. You'll be hearing more about that very soon. Uh, so Absolutely. we'll have you back again, Jeff. All right. All right. Thank you. Thank you, my friend. Thank you for listening to Silent Sales Machine Radio. Visit SilentJim.com for a link to our free newsletter, our free Facebook group, and all of our resources mentioned on today's show.